Hello and welcome to the Party Invite Podcast, where we strive to bring people together uh, to discuss, play, and enjoy everything video games. Uh, every week we bring you a show in two parts, with the video podcast followed by the gaming stream. I am your host, Tegan, and I am joined by the entire squad today. Let's start uh, from the top. Chris, how we doing, man? Doing great. That's excellent. Ready to talk some video games. Heck yeah, I like video games. Next we got Vilos. Uh, I actually identify as Kotaru now, uh, or sorry, Kotaro from uh, Netflix's Kotaro Lives Alone. Oh gosh, that is me. Look, in I'll, real life. I'll call you whatever Except you want I'm not me to. Four years old. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, last up, last but not least, we've got Sovereign Sid. Hey y'all! Woo! I'm back from Cali. How's it, it? Definitely, uh, it took all of my all of my jokoness. So, well, finally, you get to enjoy some cooler weather. You know. Get away from that California heat. Uh, well, the, the heat was more enjoyable there, even though it was like 100 degrees because it was dry. Here, it's like a swamp, and I'm, I'm swimming through the air. So, <laughs> well, welcome home. <laughs> well, uh, let's see. So, we've got a great show lined up for everybody today. A whole bunch of stuff. We, we have probably more games than we've ever had on any one show. Uh, with the only thing coming close is our Game of the Year coverage. Uh, so first, we're going to chat about all these announcements and trailers. So many. So very many. Uh, and then it's old reliable. We got what we've been playing. That'll be a little shorter this week. Uh, I know Chris and I have both been playing pretty much the same old stuff. Uh, and then for the uh, for the game stream portion, we're going to have Chris playing a whole bunch of demos from Steam's Next Fest, which is going on right now. I believe that started on Monday. It goes at least a couple more days. It's usually about a week. Um, so if you want to discover something to play Steam's Next Fest, they're all free demos. There are a ton of them. More than you could ever play, if, even if you took the whole week off. So uh, let's uh, let's start with announcements. Uh, Y'all, we got a ton of stuff here, so we can go in just about any order. Y'all just speak up. Just let me know. Uh, let me know who's yeah, next. Yeah, and I think, I think what we're going to do is, like, instead of, like, going through, like, every single announcement and every single conference and every single everything, is we... <clears throat> just have a few things from each of us that are that we're excited for. Mm -hmm. So I think I think Thomas or Debbie has to go first because you guys have more than than Vilos and I do. So okay, then I tell you what, I'll give myself a big challenge. I'm gonna go with the banger first, and I'm gonna try my very best to keep this nice and short and sweet. Uh, uh -oh. Starfield, baby. Let's uh, let's switch over here and, and hit play on this reveal. We saw the Xbox and uh, Microsoft with the, the Bethesda. It's all of it. Uh, showcase. And they ended it with Starfield itself. The uh, uh, this is a, it, the whole thing, which we're not going to play. It's a 15 minute video that shows the first real look at gameplay for this game. Starfield, we've known about for quite a little while now. Um, but this is our first real look at it, which is great. This whole showcase, I loved this. They started off the showcase by saying, we're only going to show you uh, games that you can play in the next 12 months. None of this, hey, here's more teaser for something that has no release date, maybe in 2025. Um, so everything that we got to see, we can play soon in the next 12 months. So uh, we got to see all sorts of Starfield gameplay. Of course, it's a Bethesda game. Uh, you know, Fallout takes place in apocalyptic future. Skyrim is in medieval fantasy world, uh, and this game is in uh, outer space. 
right? I don't know if Earth is a part of this, probably. Uh, but it's in space. Imagine the environments that you see in No Man's Sky, and you've got a pretty good idea. Uh, so I, I gotta say, this reveal had me feeling hyped for a new IP like I haven't felt in a long time. Um, earlier this year, Elden Ring surprised me. The day it came out, I didn't care at all. And the next day, I had it downloaded, and it's now my game of the year. Well, I'm happy to carry that energy into Starfield. I'm sure there are going to be janky parts. It's a Bethesda game. There, it is known, you know. Uh, there's there's no getting around it. But uh, you you look like it showed a ship crafting system, which you can see on the video right now, uh, where you can really customize the ship. It's not just colors and skins. Um, I, I'm really excited to just play around with that because it really looks robust. Uh, of course, they have a character creator that you would expect in any Bethesda game. And then uh, the the combat is you running around doing shooty shoots in space. You've got like a little jetpack kind of. You could fly around uh, in actual space. I assume you can fly around a bunch over, you know, in the atmosphere of a world. But uh, yeah, this... Uh, just has a whole lot going on. It's still the the release date is spring twenty twenty three, so next uh, early next year. Um, and again, if you're if you're a smart consumer and you don't want to be disappointed, you know maybe wait for the first couple patches. But uh, <laughs> if if you're like me and you're ready to be excited, even if there are broken pieces, then uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have this game day one. I'm pro gonna do that rarest of things and pre-orders. I'm sure. Yeah, wow. I was, I've, so, cautiously optimistic is my um, theme with Starfield, I think. Because uh, everything they're saying, I'm like, hell yeah, that sounds awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, also, when they showed all their trailers for Fallout 76, I was like, cool, this is cool. Not, not as much. And then. <laughs> uh, so I just, especially with Bethesda's, like, history of, like, so, some glitchiness, some jank, uh, some some just weird, wild stuff happening in their games. I am hoping for the best, but I am also just a little. You gotta temper your expectations. Yes. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, they uh, said that they have thousands of planets to explore. Uh, mm -hmm. It sounds like the internet was right, rightly critical about the actual content that that would be on those planets. Uh, in most games. It's procedurally generated. It's, it, I expect that there's some of that in here, but it sounds like they, they're, they're leading us to believe that a lot of it, is, that a, a huge amount of content is all handcrafted, uh, which is great. That's what you want. Uh, but with a ton of content like that, again, like the, there's lots of opportunities for glitches and bugs and errors and crashes and yeah, and, and and with with the with the planets, like I've I've seen some people being like, well, there better be something interesting to do on every planet. It's like, well, that's not realistic. One, <laughs> if you want the game to be realistic, like think about your own solar system that you live in. I I can't wait to put feet down on Jupiter. You know, right? Exactly. It's like it's like, you know, some of these are probably going to be like, oh, this is a great place to go to harvest a bunch of these resources I need but that's kind of all there's there and maybe like there's some weird bug aliens that are bothering me while I'm down there like right alien spiders probably there. 
Right, yeah, there's not going to be a mission there or anything, but it's a good place to go and harvest a bunch of shit that you need. And that's fine, because that's what... It's it's space. Not every planet is going to be conducive to, hey, there's going to be some really cool side quests on this moon. Right. You know, like, it's just, you know, there's going to be... There's going to be, like, ones that are really just good for harvesting materials and things like that. And um, But I think that's... I mean, it's pretty ambitious what they're going for here, so... I'm excited for it, but yeah, I'm 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 a little cautious. Yeah. I am just waiting for the planet where all there is is just a horse cartwheeling through the air. <laughs> it's, it's a game, so it's gotta have it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The the one that you, you just load into it and it you start with the black screen. <laughs> yeah. the, the slow oh, reveal. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just cartwheel. You're awake. <laughs> you're awake. <laughs> you like black out from the gas on the planet and then it's just Skyrim. <laughs> So yeah, that oh my god, the entirety of Skyrim is in fucking Starfield. That's that's how they get you. Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh my god, that would be so hilarious. So, but I mean, great. It's great. It's going to be on Game Pass and all that stuff. So, like, even your barrier to entry here, like, you're not having to. You don't even have to technically pre-order it if you don't want to, Thomas. You can just wait for it to happen on Game Pass, and there you go. Well, shoot, then that's what I'm gonna do. Uh, so but that maybe you want all that extra Game Pass stuff, or the the pre-order stuff. You know, you're. Uh ship skin and your your skins for your astronaut and all yeah, that. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh yeah, I always liked probably somehow. <laughs> I always like the $5 bill coins, you know. The map that came with uh Skyrim, I really like that. And uh even though I'm not a physical collector or really a collector of any kind, um if they had something like that, like I like maps a whole lot, and if they had something like that for Starfield or, you know, something adjacent to to that um I could could pay something for that but uh that was a 15 minute presentation from the bethesda conference if you have any interest in starfield at all you should really just watch the whole thing um because hearing me talk about it is you know fine but it's you know they put a ton of of resources into that presentation and i i want you to feel the way that i felt watching it so if, if you like what you've heard go check that out from start to finish uh, that reminds me, there was that Devolver conference that I, I haven't tuned into, and those are always a spectacle. So I need oh, to. Man, it was good. It was good. Go check that out. It was the sauce. The That's sauce. a reference from the, uh, the that conference. So you know. Wow. Enjoy that. All right. Well, who's next? Um. Okay. Yeah. So first on my list here, and I'm just going to go in order. Um. Is the game Stray, which we got announced like a couple years ago, and then it was like a bunch of silence, and then we got like a teaser trailer, and then it was a bunch of silence again. Um, but for those who are uh, uninitiated, Stray is a game where you play um, a stray cat. And having just gotten a kitten um, like a week ago or something, um, I am really enamored by this game because I can see the similarities between like this lost kitten and then my new one that I have. And so every time I look at Harlow, I'm just like, oh, you could be in a video game. Like, why aren't you famous? Be famous. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the environments that you can explore, it's basically like this like neon city. Um, that's where most of the footage that we've seen comes from. But I wouldn't be surprised if you can like, if you end up somehow in an, um, other environments such as like abandoned woods or things like that. Um, some I don't really know like the premise of the game exactly, but it's very technologically infused. So um, in order to communicate with your world, you'll have like a little drone that's on a backpack and it'll do all the communication, like point out hints and stuff for you. 
But what really draws me to the game, besides like the whole like dystopian feel, because it's very urban, but it's like not distorted enough that it's not believable, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but what really draws me is like the engine because they, when they want you to explore, they like really want you to explore it. And as you're watching um, any of the trailers that we've seen so far, the way that they've captured the movement of the cat, it feels like they actually put a cat in a freaking motion suit and then just recorded it. You know, yeah. I, I really feel like I'm watching a cat move. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty crazy. I don't know. It's, it's just hard to really capture animal movement like that. Like you see the dog and like fallout or whatever. And it, it moves like dog, the JPEG or whatever, you know, but this right. is like really fluid. Um, so I'm really excited to just explore as much as I can um, in this game. And just remove the shroud of mystery that surrounds it. Because so far, all I know is that you're a cat in a city and I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and also that, just for a shout out for that, about something I'll talk about later. Um, if you have like, uh, I think premium and extra of the PS Plus, the new PS Plus, that game will be available for you on day one, July Ooh. 19th. Nice. But not Game Pass. One of the, one of the rare few. Not on <laughs> it's like a it's a PlayStation joint. Now, PlayStation do we know if it's like exclusive, exclusive, or is it just yeah. like timed exclusive? I think it might be timed, but uh, uh, well, I think it might be on Epic though. Oh, okay. Well, I think it might re- release same day on Epic, but um, just like uh, Kenna and stuff. But yeah, yeah. Chrome in chat says, uh, "If I can't get the zoomies in the game, I don't want it." <laughs> yes. It's a There's... it's a tree, it's a tree like in the like in the character development tree. You yeah. know, you gotta get your traits on. So oh my gosh! Increase your speed. <laughs> I hope. And oh, when you God. put points in in the tree, the cat climbs the tree. It's a cat tree. Yes. Oh yes. my god, that would be amazing. I mean, I didn't even know if there is like a skill tree, but if there were, that would be so good. Well, the okay. traversal is just built in. Like the verticality for cats is there, but then they also made it where you can literally fuck with whatever you want. You can knock shit down just for the fun of it. There's specific button presses for that. It's like yes, yeah, just like a real cat. And this is by um, Annapurna, I believe, correct? So yeah, is the um, they're responsible for Cyanar Wild Hearts and Donut County, um, two of which are some of my favorite games in like the last couple of years. So um, I have really good faith that Stray is going to be a lot of fun. For- yeah. Anyone who appreciates just exploration and platforming or anyone who is a crazy cat lady like me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What do we got next? Uh... Yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, I'll go. I'll go ahead and go. I'm going to I'm going to talk about Marvel's Midnight Suns. This was, uh, I think, shown off during the. I want to call it Game Awards, but that's not it. The Keeley thing. Yeah, the Keeleys. Um, the Keelys. Um, so the trailer that they showed at that presentation was very meh and just kind of showed off that like Spider-Man's a part of it. And that was really it. But they did this great like deep dive on like what the game actually is afterwards, of course, because that's you don't need to see that during the presentation. You just need to see that later. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so Midnight Sun- Marvel Midnight Suns is made by... Uh, Axis, which did um, the XCOM games, which I am a big, big fan of. Um, uh, but it's with like Marvel characters. So I was like, oh, okay, so it's going to be like XCOM Marvel. 
Well, no, not really at all that. Um, it's kind of its own thing. Uh, it's card-based. There are cards that you play, Thomas. Wow. A la carte. Speaking my language and, here. Yes, and um, the character that you play is like a new, um, uh, I think it's called, not the, not the Huntress, because that's an actual um, uh, character. But there's like, you create your own character, either male oh, or female. Hunter. It's the hunter, yeah. It is the hunter? Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I called it the Huntress, which I knew was an actual Not person. even close. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, but that seems cool. So you're getting to customize your own little character. And they say it's more RPG-like than you would think. So like in between missions and stuff, you're running around and talking to your teammates and creating um, camaraderie with them. Sort of like you would in, in almost like a... Um, uh, what's that game, Carlos? The Nintendo one. You'll love it. Fire Emblem. That's the one. That's the ticket. <laughs> uh, like you wouldn't Fire Emblem, but with the with tactical, interesting stuff like you would have in XCOM and other Firaxis games, or or the game and that just... everyone has played, uh, Mario Rabbits. Mario Rabbits, yes. <laughs> so good. That game is so um, good. Or that new uh, Warhammer game. I can't ever think of the name of because they have so much weird. Hey, um... I want to say as an aside, I love that you were describing the Warhammer game. You're like, okay, imagine the Vermintide games, except in space. I'm like, you know, usually people describe Vermintide as hey, Warhammer, but fantasy, but yeah, 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 yeah I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm also very excited for Darktide. I remember that one, because that's that's the one that's like Vermintide. That game looks awesome. Um, but anyway, I'm very excited to see what this is actually like. Um, I put, I don't know, so many freaking hours into XCOM 2, I got the all the DLC for it. You know, would I? You'd start a campaign and get really, really far. Then you'd fall off the game and then go. I should restart and start over. And you'd start all over and you get really, really far. Um, that those games are always really cool. So I have a ton of trust that Firaxis is going to crush this, and it's going to be awesome to play. Um, I'm, I'm just I'm. I'm I like tactics games like this where you know turn based um you have a party uh they have all of different abilities and stuff this just looks even more action oriented and with characters that you know already that are marvel characters I'm just this is going to be this is going to be pretty cool I'm 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 stoked for it um hoping for the best cuz you know sometimes stuff like this can can either be really great or eh so We'll see. I mean, the characters that they have are really cool. Like, Ghost Rider's in this, um, Wolverine's in this, Blade, um, Spider-Man. Yeah, and speaking Rain to that, Blade. like, we do have characters that are that are well-known, you know, like Cap and Iron Man and, and um, Scarlet Witch and all them. But then there are some characters that don't really get a lot of limelight, like Magic. Yes. Um, and, and Nico from The Runaways. Yeah, so, and it's, and yeah, it's because they're, they're focusing more on the uh, supernatural side of uh, the Marvel universe, so you're yeah. getting a lot of like really interesting characters. You, we don't, we just don't get to see a lot, so that's cool. And I'm interested to see exactly how the cards work and the combat. Like, it's just tactics games are fun if you like to think sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and this will be a really good entryway into games like XCOM and other things too, because um, a lot of the combat takes place in like open, like field like arenas. So there's like no elevation to worry about. I mean, there's cover and stuff and there's environmental factors to take in. So like you can like push barrels into people and whatnot and they'll explode for 
splash damage and all that. But it's all basically on one plane, um, as far as we've seen. Yeah. So um, people who are like new to tactics games like that, where they have to like worry about proximity and elevation, all that stuff. This is actually a really good entry point for them because not only do the characters, like you mentioned, people are going to recognize people and, and, and yeah. care about the story because of that. Um, but they don't have to like, they strategize, but it's simplified. So it's really easy to approach. Yeah. Yeah. Like we just saw in here too. I was like, well, that's not fair. Uh, Dr. Strange concealed Wolverine. Like, that's not fair. That's cheating. Like, I, made him- <laughs> I was like, that's fucking I mean, cool. look, I know they're like, the good guys, but. Yeah. I was like, that's cool to have those type of things. And I'm interested to see the RPG mechanics of this and how walking around this, you know, this base and like chatting with the characters, how that advances the story. And like, if you, if I piss off Blade, what does that mean? Like, if Blade's mad at me, what what happens? Does he accuse me of being a vampire? Like, what are we doing? Like, I'm, I think I'm, this is probably the most excited I've been for a Marvel game. Like, the Spider-Man games are always awesome, right? I know they're going to be awesome. But, like, this is something different that we don't normally get. Um, and so that gets me excited, and, and and I'm excited to dive into it, so. Heck yeah. So that's uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns. Yes. Yeah. Um, if you like games like Persona and stuff, um, you'll probably like Midnight Suns. Yes. Because relationship building is actually a very integral part to the game. They can, you know, hinder or help you depending on how close you are to the people. Um, and I don't that's think cool. that the game is very long. So you might not even have enough time to get like max friendship with everybody, which I think will be interesting because it'll create a pressure like, who do I want to be friends with, depending on what kind of character you're playing. Totally. So lots of different personalization customization there. Um, I'm really appreciative of it. And I I am ex- as excited as you are, it's, which is weird because it's like a card Marvel game. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's just a whole lot going on there. I hope um, I hope that the blending of all these different elements makes it accessible, like you had mentioned, because the risk there is that you try to do too many Lock things, uh, especially yeah, and, yeah. in a genre like Chris, I think you'd said this, that... Um, not just tactics games, but like XCOM like games have a tendency to eat. Like if they're not balanced properly, then they are completely broken. Uh, So that's always tough. Uh, So yeah, I I just hope that all that is, you know, it works out in everyone's favor and uh, this can be a a good jumping in point for, for this game or for this uh, genre. Yeah. Chrome, Chrome asks uh, what you weren't excited about Marvel's Avengers. No, no, I was no, I was not. Yeah. And then Marvel Alliance, the newest one, Black Order, was kind of subpar too. So yeah. hopefully, this team-based Marvel game will, you know, turn around. Right. We hope. All right, Vilos, on to you. Yeah, I'm gonna go with High on Life. So this is the newest game by the Squanch Games uh, developers. Of course, you may know them as the people behind all the Rick and Morty games. Uh, Justin Roiland being the most important uh, or most integral part of each of those, obviously voicing a hell of a lot of characters like he always does. But um, Squanch Games produced the uh, the Rick and Morty VR game, which was pretty popular. Uh, Trover Saves the Universe, which I have. I haven't gotten to uh, go through it yet, but that was their first foray into like an actual adventure. Uh, and High on Life looks like it's finally that game that everything's been leading up to. Uh, like, like I said on, on our Facebook post about it, um, this is very much the game that Stranger's Wrath, uh, Oddworld Stranger's Wrath wanted to be, 
way back when it released, it was a, a first person shooter that had some, uh, had some like running, not, I wouldn't say parkour elements, but you're, you could go into third person temporarily to run across these, these levels that, uh, were not open world, but they really wanted to be, I, man, I'm, I'm very disappointed in, uh, <laughs> in the remaster of that game, but the the humor that was in Stranger's Wrath about you know picking up these creatures and they happen to be your ammunition to to do these different uh, abilities with your guns it's it's such a fun concept and it's never been really used well uh, in in my opinion and this just the comedic stylings of Justin Roiland and the guys here at Squanch Games like this is going to be way too damn fun it's probably going to be pretty short. But uh, nonetheless, the the story sounds hilarious. Um, uh, like Justin Roiland really uses his Morty voice specifically for this character, and apparently, you are playing a high schooler uh, that just gets thrown into this adventure uh, where these aliens, for some reason, want to get high on humanity. Um, where their drugs, for some reason, I have no idea where that's going to go. <laughs> but. Uh, it's just a, a funny premise. It's exactly what you'd expect from the creators of, of Rick and Morty. And literally every part of this trailer is so fucked up uh, in <laughs> their specific way. Uh, it's it's beautiful and grotesque at the same time. It's going to be so fun. I'm, I'm excited to see what this becomes because, you know, Trevor Safety Universe uh, is fine. I played it in, I played it in VR and it's it's good for a while. And you're like, oh, this is funny. Uh, but you know, it just it eventually kind of wears thin a, a little bit. But I think with this, the the way they're doing this one, it seems like you know they've really been able to put a little more time into it, and it looks. I'm I'm excited for it. I think it looks cool. And is day one Game Pass, baby? <laughs> exactly. That makes yeah. a huge difference. And then for me, just the fact that we're getting another uh, adventure not quite a platformer, but a first person adventure. It's, it's not trying to go crazy on the shooting. It's, it's not trying to be, you know, this level of deep. It's not a fucking open world. It's just what it is. It's going to be a, a nice little experience. That's not going to take itself too seriously. It kind of reminded me like if Ratchet and Clank and Earthworm Jim had a baby. Yeah. Yep. His and it was vulgar. Well, I mean, Earthworm Jim is pretty vulgar. It's maybe not as raunchy as the as the mind of Justin Roiland, but like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty in there, especially yeah. for the nineties. Right? 90s, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for that. That looks that looks like fun. Yeah that that trailer made me laugh a lot harder than I expected it to. I thought it was just gonna be, I don't know. There, there was another game by basically Justin Roiland that I thought looked fine a while back. I don't remember what it was. It's, it's probably Trevor. Gotta be Trevor. Okay. It, it was mm -hmm. all about the, the eyeballs. It was all about the eyeballs in that one. Yeah. And uh, I remember just thinking, this sure is one of his projects. <laughs> you know? <Yep. laughs> uh, and then, you know, I had, I had uh, those reminded me of, no, not far, uh, Outer Worlds. Which has the old guy who looks yeah. like Rick, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes, yes. so uh, uh, those just kept coming, and I'm like, okay, look, is this supposed to be like Rick and Morty or not? You know? But seeing this, and especially hearing Justin Roiland's voice, I'm like, okay, I understand what this is supposed to be, and it it not only looks funny, it seems like there's fun, like quality gameplay associated with the the guns that talk to you. Uh, so I'm I'm optimistic yeah. about that. I hope it, uh, you know, is a properly good game and not just 
some good laughs, which would and be okay. And if this game is finally, like, monetarily, financial, uh, like, financially successful, maybe, maybe we finally get interdimensional cable the game. Just fucking green light that shit. That's all we need. I could die happy with that. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, yeah. yeah, and don't forget, guys, Justin Roiland also voiced the ball in Lawbreakers. He... Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's why it ruled so hard. I played that like I played that mode all the time because because Justin Roiland was cracking me up every time I would grab the ball. He's like, "Oh, they're right behind you." Oh, yeah. <laughs> game. I miss that oh, game. Run, 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 run. Uh, in in the VR game, the lab, there is a uh, there's a mini game where you like use a slingshot to basically play Angry Birds, and mm. uh, each of the balls that the explosive balls that you pick up have different personalities and voices and you can let them talk for like 10 minutes like they have monologues that just go and go and go and justin roiland uh voices at least a couple of them steve bloom voices a couple of them nice. and they're really good uh and stuff like that just reminds me i'm like man there's there's so much room for games to have like quality comedy baked into their gameplay mechanics that doesn't have to compromise the quality of the game. Like, in that, the voices are funny, but the game's fine on its own. That's just extra flavor that, that's good on top. And I think that's what Trevor seemed to get in trouble with, where it's like, is this funny? Maybe. Is it a good yeah, game? Yeah, I, was, yeah. I don't think that was their goal. <laughs> I think their <laughs> goal is to be funny. Uh, so I hope that, I hope that uh, High on Life, you know, hits two birds with one stone there. Yeah, that's from Squanch Games. Um, I'll uh, I'll start with another one since I started big with Starfield. Let's go a little smaller here. Yeah, you got a lot. You got a lot up there. I do. Uh, let's go with As Dusk Falls, mm. which is game a uh, game past day one. Uh, past day one. This is a game that you can play solo or with up to eight players. How is that going to work? Not quite sure. But uh, this is a game with a very striking visual style uh you'll be able to see here that you've basically got layers of static images oh that was actually a that car was spinning around for real um but most of yeah, the no, scenes yeah are uh it's like a comic book where you have a, a snapshot of something and then people move and you have a snapshot of that uh but essentially you've got these people in this town it seems like they're all related by blood uh like the main characters you play as and uh, there's all sorts of stuff going on. It's unclear what those things are, but this is a game where you make decisions <laughs> and they have consequences, right? Um, that seems cool on its own. There are a bunch of different characters and environments in here that seem like they could tell a lot of different stories. Uh, but the, the fact that it ha can support up to eight players is really what has me interested here. Not that yeah. I anticipate us actually getting eight people into a discord call and being able to actually play this game without like losing our minds <laughs> we could do it uh we could i mean if anybody can do it but uh i'm excited to see with that many people i'm thinking of similar games uh choose your own adventures you know the until dawn man of medan the quarry all those uh since different humans different players are in charge of different characters I could make a decision that very negatively impacts Chris. And Chris yep. has nothing he can do about that. 
He just has to deal with it. Um, And that is what's really appealing to me in a game like this, because uh, truly, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a game, but it's also a cinematic experience. And because it's changing based on the players that are at the table, so to speak, uh, you're not really sure what you're going to expect. I mean, when I look at that, they have a scene, they have a couple scenes on like a highway or at a gas station. It reminds me of Route 96, uh, just multiplayer, you know? You have multiple uh, characters who are having their decisions controlled instead of really one character. But that's uh, day one. What do I have written here? It's a month away. Uh, like a month yeah, away. July 19th. I will say, I, I I always like those kind of story games where branching story, like your decisions matter. I just, the vi- visually, I am not vibing with it. I don't know what it is. It, maybe it's just the take a snapshot, they walk forward, take another one. Well, so forward, take another I, I look at I it just, this way: in uh, until dawn, uh, there's a lot of time where you're just wandering around, exploring, and there is something good to that. But if you have the story moving in bits and pieces instead of you wandering around with a 3D character, it cuts down on just the in-between time where you're wandering. Uh, and it's always something's either happening or you're being waited on to make a decision. So, like, totally get what you're saying, but the flip side is that it could be a tighter experience uh, because it's made that way. Yeah, yeah it's no, almost I like get, a visual I, novel um, yes, in that way. It's it's, yeah. a, it's like visual novel-esque, and I just... I, I almost feel like it might just be better as, like, a still frame. And then, you know, then it cuts to another still frame... You know, I just there's something about it that I'm not vibing with visually, but I mean, it, it is on Game Pass day one. So it's like you don't really have a reason to not try it out and see if it's good, because if the story's cool, none of this matters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, day one Game Pass. So we'll have that uh, one month from now and we'll check that out. Yeah. Up to eight players. That's exciting. So, chat, <laughs> I think we, we could get a whole squad. Yeah. I just saw you could play as a woman of color and that there's a big bearded ginger dude. So I'm in. He's in. I'm in. (laughs) I don't care about the story. I just want to be that person and look at that character. So I'm good. (laughs) Well, if we want to keep up this rotation, uh, Saab, do you want to go next? Yeah. Uh, Going down the list. um, Next up, I do have, this is a big one, y'all. Coromont. I'm just kidding. Street Fighter (laughs) 6. Street Fighter 6. Ooh, child. First of all, let's talk about the most recent trailer that just came out, um, which isn't the footage I provided, but I'm going to talk about that because this was a short one. Um, they just announced, well, quote-unquote announced Guile is going to be in the game. Uh, we knew he's coming because, you know, he's Guile. He's, he's got to be in there. He's like one of the, he's one of the eight, you know, that you expect to be in there. So, right. Um, but they gave him a little beard, like a little goatee. I'm like, oh, wow. Being a family man changed you because, you know, he used to be all smooth, shaven and whatnot. And it looks really good. It does look um, good. He's still America the Guy. Yes, he's, he's one pair of racist sunglasses away from being, you know, that America, the guy. And yep. it's kind of alarming. And a Corvette. Oh, maybe, maybe the Corvette. <laughs> it's, it's mostly the sunglasses, you know. Yeah. The the propaganda 11s, as they're they're called. So, yes. <laughs> but yeah, they just have Guile. But this game is looking to change the face of Street Fighter. Um, not only just visually, because you could see in the in any of the footage that we've seen. Everything is a lot smoother. It's 
not as like, like it's very fluid, which I really enjoy. Um, they've gone back to their sort of like painting motif that they had in like Street Fighter 4. Um, except for this is more um, focused on, it's like instead of like liquid paint, you know, like brush paint, it's like graffiti paint. Yeah. So um, that's an interesting visual streets. Oh. element. Oh, the streets. I didn't realize you know, that. They, they yeah. put the street, Street Fighter. Yes, yeah. exactly. But, I think that's a quote in this trailer, actually. Wait, is it really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, you, you're also like walking around and stuff. So they, you know. Yeah. Had... I think that uh, might be an example of like the online hub. So like when you're waiting to fight people, um, there's that that you're in. But one of the the biggest things that this game is going to bring is called, I think I think it's called like the drive engine. And so um, your drive meter will build as you hit like with punishes and punish counters. It'll also build if you successfully block an attack. And consequently, if your attack is blocked, you'll lose drive engine. So drive engine will power like special moves um, and, and maneuvers that you can do kind of like the V engine in Street Fighter V. So mm-hmm. it's going to be pretty cool to see how a players will adapt to the new engine because coming from Street Fighter V, which was vastly homogenized in the beginning and then evolved over time, yeah. it looks like this game is going to come out the gate fresh, new, everything's new and everyone's different. Um, yeah. So you'll be able to establish your personality and your playstyle right away, which I really appreciate um, in fighting games because you can always tell who's playing whom even if they're the same character because you know you express yourself, your individuality and your playstyle. Totally. So... Um, the fact that this game is going to launch all of those new things right out the gate, as opposed to everyone's just going to basically play like be a flowchart character, um, will be really good and refreshing, not only for the series, but for the genre, I think. Yeah. So yeah, Street Fighter Six. That uh, had, had all the opportunity to fumble that announcement, I think. Especially with how like you said, Street Fighter V came out and it was a game, uh, but over time it really developed into something really good. I mean, also this logo announcement was the fucking worst. It was <laughs> yeah, a placeholder, really y'all. Come on. I mean, give them some yeah, grace. It, it... Like, the piling on before anything, like, it was just so huge, and now everybody's like, oh yeah, I, I was always going to play this game. <laughs> well, <laughs> Both of those things are true because that is the fighting game community. It's like, oh, this thing stinks. What day does it come out? (laughs) (laughs) It did kind of look like a Discord notification, though. I'm not going to lie. Yes, it did. Um, Now I know what you guys are talking about because, yeah, it was just like, wait, we've seen this before. Yeah, I remember that hoopla. I'm really excited about um, any potential new characters that are coming to the game. Because, you know, with a new game, they got to introduce new people. One of whom um, is named Kimberly, and y'all, y'all already know my bingo card. Mm-hmm. Black chick, playing like it's there. So, um, and not only is she black, she has like actual, like four C curly hair, like styled into like a like a natural hair hairstyle. So, I don't care what she plays like. I'm, I'm usually like rushdown characters. So, um, I like Sakura. I like Ibuki. Um, so those are the kind of characters I play. So I don't care what, if she's like a charge character, which is like the antithesis of my play style. Um, I'm a player. Like I do fine. not like... I love Chun-Li. Sorry, Chun-Li. Never going to play you because you're a charge character. Guile? Never going to play you. You're a charge character. Uh-uh. No. Kimberly? We'll talk. <laughs> I don't know how you play yet, but we'll talk. <laughs> I might I might have to ask you for some pointers. I play. I tried to play Guile. I talked about this, I think, on last week's pod. Uh, I've only spent like two hours of my life playing Street Fighter. I've watched it a whole bunch, but... Uh, 
not really played it. I tried to play Guile, and trying to learn how to use his charger mechanics, I was like, my fingers don't work. They just don't work at all. Yeah, my fingers do not work the way I feel like I need a pad or something. Like I can't do it on controller like the way you want. They want the way they want you to. I'm like oh, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> when you say pad, do you mean like a fight stick? Because pad and the yeah, and the fighting game community means a controller. Yeah, do moves in that. You gotta really. No, you look like you're comfortable on that for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the grab. <laughs> yes. well, we've got we've got uh, you know a couple friends in the FGC that we could probably get on here when the game comes out. I think we could talk about that later. But um, yeah, Street yeah, Fighter Six cool. is coming. Hell yeah! It's been a long time coming too. It's finally coming. Yeah, it has. What I think Street Fighter Five came out in like fifteen. Oh my god, really? I could. Did COVID has completely warped and distorted my sense of time? Man, you're <laughs> telling me. Uh, well, while we look that up, uh, Chris. Yes. What do you got next? Um, the next one I got is every year we have this great Devolver Digital madness that they deliver to us, and the, their little conference thing that they do is great. Uh, the countdown to the countdown. Uh, but this year, every year, they hit us with one thing that we don't know anything about. And then you see a trailer for it and you go, holy shit, what was that? And this year, that was The Plucky Squire. Yay! Yay! Oh, my God. What? How? Who thought of this? Why did they? I love you. Thank you. Um, basically, what it seems, what it appears to be at the beginning of the trailer is a very cool like story like you're playing in a storybook uh it's very like top down zelda e um and then of course devolver there's a twist so the plucky squire is doing his cool little thing on the pages and then he gets to this little thing at the end of the book and hops out and it's it becomes a 3d platformer um but just even saying that, that's not even entirely accurate either, because he goes into all sorts of other things in the room. And given the other game I'm going to talk about, too, these all actually like tie together. So I might as well just talk about both of yeah, them. Yeah, go for it. When he jumps out of, the, out of the page, and he's in the kid's room, and there's now there's it's a completely different game than what you were just playing. And he's hopping around the area. He gets into he somehow goes into a mug um yeah we're gonna run that trailer back that was wild it is insane like when it happened i i think i audibly gasped i was like <laughs> like i was just like Whoa. um it just looks so cool so crisp um i don't really know anything about the developer i need to look it up um yeah, crazy says it's it's like the uh, N sixty four Army Man games. Yeah, kinda actually. Um, this just looks. This looks like. In, in your brain, if you were like, I want to make a video game, you're like, well, what would you do? You'd be like, oh, it'd be hand drawn, and it'd be you're in a storybook, but then you could pop out of the storybook, and you're not in the storybook anymore. Like things that you, somebody would be like, okay, yeah, that'll. I'm like, happen. okay, Chris, pass it. Right, yeah, they're just clearly <laughs> not able to do that in real life. Okay, so the the great thing about the developer, it's uh, the name is All Possible Futures. It was formed in 2019, and they actually worked on the mainline Pokemons, uh, as well as Swords of Ditto, which gets yeah. you that that whole 2D side of things. 
fuck yeah. Swords of Ditto was cool. Which I did think about when I first saw it. Um, and like, as you guys know, I'm just going to get into this because this is very quick too, Thomas. So, and then we can get to everybody else's stuff. Go for because it. Because this ties in so well together. A game that I demoed at the last Next Fest or the last time they demo dumped a bunch of demos on Steam is Tiny Kitten. During Game oh, Fest, yeah. they decided we're going to give you a date for that. And this is so, this game is so fucking cool. Comes out in August. I'm so excited for it. It's it's on Steam Next Fest again. So if you guys have not played this demo, go fucking play it. It's so f- much fun to play. It's fantastic. Um, literally, last time we did the games, the Next Fest, I played this demo in its entirety, and then I started it over again and started playing it again because I was having that much fun with it. And literally, very similar. You're the you've been shrunk down in this big world, and you're you know walking around a, a just an, your average home with these tiny little Pikmin type creatures. This, like, I don't know why this is my wheelhouse now. Like, <laughs> no. what is? Like, I literally just like I'm so excited for the Plucky Squire and Tinykin. They're like so similar. I, I, it's dude. Weird. It's like um, uh, I, I don't know if this is what you get out of it, but like something I see in this is like essentially it's turning a very familiar world into a brand new, you know, full of wonder environment. It's not, yeah. you know, Skyrim going out and exploring this fantastical world that says, hey, this totally mundane place that you could see in any house, this is the crazy setting in which our hero, you know, is, is doing all this It's helping the stuff. bugs with these little tiny Pikmins. Yeah, it just, it comes out August 30th, so it's coming out soon. Coming out on everything. The game is awesome. Seriously, go download the demo now on Steam if you haven't already. It rules. You will not be disappointed. Yeah, for sure. I just love the art direction. You know, it's like yeah. that CalArts Beanmouth style that we see in like Owl House, Amphibia, Steven Universe, like uh, Gravity Falls, things like that. So yeah, um, like a, a lot of people you... give CalArts flack, but it's yeah. a popular art style for a reason, you know? The fact so. that you're just kind of running around and then you find a bar of soap and then you use that as a skateboard to travel around the world faster is just like, this is awesome. This is so who whoever whoever came up with all these concepts for this game is just knocked it out of the park. Like every single time you turned a corner, you were like, "Ooh, how do I get in there? How do I get inside the piano?" Because I bet I can, and you can. You're like rewarded for figuring that stuff out, and it's just game rules. So. Well, sweet. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, we're we're getting back into a little bit of an age where we're we're gonna have some platformers come back, and I love that a whole lot, actually. Hell yeah! But as far as uh, my next game, though, that's gonna be Nine Years of Shadows because I took a lot of notes on the Gorilla Collective stuff. Yes, that was shown on Saturday because that shit was. Every two seconds was something that I will play. Not even I would play. I will play. <laughs> um, but Nine Years of Shadows is uh, another Metroidvania game that uh, is on Kickstarter or has a successful Kickstarter uh, that either happened or is still is like wrapping up. One of the two. Uh, when that video comes up, this game is fucking pretty. Like. 
I've played so many Metroidvanias in the past couple of years, and indie Steam users know there's thousands more still coming. <laughs> yeah. But this one looks like it's going to be another one that has the full package. Just absolute fantastic art. Uh, the I'm music that we've heard is great. This trailer is just exactly what it needs to be. And yeah, like uh, like Chrome said, if Metroid and Saint Seiya had a child, uh, very much so. This art style is phenomenal. Uh, the colors, like most Metroidvania style games, you do not get color. You get a palette, and that's it. Yeah. And the entire <laughs> plot of this game is that you're you're bringing the color and the light back to these lands that you're going through. Um, Interesting. So at at the end of the day, I I can't get enough of Metroidvanias. Like every once in a while, I have to take a break, but. Um, there's always going to be a, a great one to come around, and I think this one is the next one until, of course, you know, Silk Song Whoa, in 2027. The but... colors, yeah, just stare at this trailer. It's so nice. <laughs> we saw um, a lot of gorgeous trailers <laughs> this past week. Yeah, and, and I mean, this this brought a lot back from. This has a lot of things that Smelter had, which I played last year and this year. Um, it has a lot of time spinner which is another of my favorite metroidvanias over the past couple of years like it's just bringing so many things that that have been uh in the in this genre for the past couple of years but just another just phenomenal package i i can't wait for it <laughs> kind of reminds me of a uh, sundered um which is a another yep, great that's, that's uh um what's the name of that company they did uh jotun and and that uh, cozy one about the boat of death that I can't remember the name of. You know, <laughs> you like Spirit you have all the people. Yes, Spirit yeah, Fair. Yes, Spirit <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I got that right because I was like, yes, yes, Thunder Lotus. Uh, yeah, yes. they did. They did get a game called Sundered, which is always on sale, uh, and it's usually like two dollars. Get that game; it rolls. But, yeah, it's super nice. Yeah, very very similar. Like that, just like the hand drawn is the the. It just looks so good. Yeah, I love that. Ooh. And if the Kickstarter is still going, I don't remember if it is or not, um, but I would definitely put some money towards that if I could because it's going to be a banger. Yeah, that, that is awesome. pretty cool. Like wow, that. that trailer is mesmerizing. Like, I'm just sitting here. Like, I'm listening to y'all, but, like, this trailer. This trailer, though. <laughs> <laughs> I want that right now. Yeah, that was yeah. really nice. That, that kind of blows my, my Metrovania that I have um, on my list kind of out of the water. <laughs> uh, do you wanna... take it off the list oh my god <laughs> change your plans change your plans um actually i will uh take it if you don't mind i can go next absolutely because uh, that does it's tie like, in brilliantly to um the game that i have here it's called moon scars which is um i mean as you can tell probably very like dark and gothic it's like a scar in the moon dude it's it's moon scars you can you can kind of see what it's about from the title itself but um you know, it there are lot, lots of games game. about moon scars, but this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one is, it reminded me a lot when I saw the trailer of Blasphemous. Mm. Um, it's got that sort of like Dead Cells sort of appeal to. Yeah. Um, so if you're familiar with those games or even uh, Jump King, uh, because there's lots of like, you know, interesting platforming, it being a, a Metroidvania um, in this as well. So um, if you like any of those games, then you'll probably enjoy Moon Scars. Um, as Vilas mentioned earlier, we do get the palette TM. So um, what you see is what you get here. Lots of like um, monochromatic blacks, grays, and whites. 
But then, of course, since this game is, uh, you know, centered around blood and blood play, you know, we have those reds in there, the scarlets, the the sanguines and whatnot. So um, I don't really know much about this game other than what I saw in the trailer. But um, I really just like the different mechanics of it that I've seen so far. Um, The combat seems really fluid. And um, as you can see here, you know, there are different uh, ways to dispatch and stun and like stagger enemies before you can go in. Um, it's got that kind of like Hollow Knight feel as far as combat goes, because you can un- unlock, it seems, different kind of powers that you can weave in and out of your standard combat. So um, if you like games like that, Hollow Knight and, and Blasphemous and things like that, where it's a Metroidvania, but it's also like really doom and gloom, um, I think this might be for you too. You mean um, It also kind of reminded me of, whatchamacallit, Bloodstained. Doom and Moon! Moon, moon and Gloom? <laughs> Probably moon, moon and Gloom. And gloom. Mo- moon, Doom and Gloom? Ooh. But, uh, it does look cool. It, it does look like a spiritual successor to, to Blasphemous, for sure. Mm-hmm. So and I think, uh, even though I said um, Nine Years of Shadow blows mine out of the water, which, um, I mean, was just a joke, this definitely scratches a different itch. Yeah. So it's still within the genre, but it's it depends on what you're looking for, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're looking for, like, a vi- vibrant, like, vast colorful sort of exploration experience than Nine Years of Shadow. And then if you're just kind of like in your broody moody stage, you know, you could play some Moonscar, you know, because there's there's a reason that you play the games you do. And the fact that we have so many different kinds of games all within the same genre like this um, is really cool because you can scratch whatever itch you have. Yeah, they, they are showing a lot of different flavors despite there being so many titles in there. I mean... Melter, you're you're playing for the challenge. It looks like this. You're playing for the challenge. Uh, for nine years of shadow, you're playing for the plot, really. Uh, yeah. In other games, you're playing for collectibles. You know, Castlevania, you're you're just playing to play. <laughs> but yeah, there's. You're like, I wonder what this looks like a backwards. Bit of something for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, cool. What uh, I keep, I have to look at my list to even remember what. I was excited for. There's Thomas, just I think you need to, there's I think so you need much. To tackle a couple of here out of here because you got you still got a lot. Uh, then I tell you what, what I'll do. I'll skip Flintlock, even though I'm very excited for that. Flintlock is uh, actually. Let me just read that for you here. Uh, let's see. Flintlock is a game that I forgot to add the caption for so whatever we're gonna skip it but uh i'll probably talk about that next week or something because um while we're covering a whole lot of games there are so very many that we haven't even mentioned and we're really not going to at least not this week uh there's just too much (laughs) uh but flintlock is an open world rpg uh that has like blunderbusses but also magic uh it looks like it has roguelike elements which is weird if it's an open world game uh, but that looks cool. But we're gonna skip that. Um, <laughs> you have like a little fox friend or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was made by the same people that made Ashen, by the way. Okay, oh, fine. Cool. We're just we're gonna watch the trailer. All right. I'll skip to the other one. <laughs> um, I w- the other one I was gonna talk about was uh the la- the last case of Benedict Fox, uh, which. That looks very cool. Is a very colorful game that looks like Limbo or Inside, uh, where you like find corpses and you basically 
look in their memories for what happened to them. Uh, but that's the last case of Benedict Fox. This game is Flintlock, The Siege of Dawn. That's the whole name of it. Uh, Flintlock's fine. This, uh, <laughs> this looks like, especially with the description that the, let's see, actually, I can, uh, no, I can't get the caption without messing up. Oh my gosh, that's cool. Yeah, uh, this this looks like an Assassin's Creed Odyssey adjacent game uh, with the environment and some of the third person uh, mobility, but this has a lot more, uh, honestly, almost a lot more God of War in it. I think uh, mm. you your character's throwing around an axe a whole lot, which is of course evocative of God of War, um, the newest one. But uh, yeah, it's called Flintlock. So you imagine you've got gunpowder weapons like old school gunpowder weapons you've got magic here you've got this almost bullet hell boss fight going on uh now this person's in the jungle ju jumping around doing flips and shit uh yeah i was i was so confused by this this uh trailer because i'm like what in the actual hell is going on yeah like somebody explain to me what's happening there's like there's a lot going, going on. on yeah so yeah early it 2023 kind of reminds me of like godfall like what I wanted Godfall to be. Hmm. Um, so this, I think I'm going to actually pick this up. This is cool. Yeah. Because I definitely, definitely regret buying the $100 Founders Pack for Godfall and playing it for a grand total of 23 hours. So. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that was at least a, a big oof, at the very least. Yeah, oofs, yeah. oofs in chat. Where, where's where's Odie in the chat <laughs> for, the, for the signature oof? Oh, the, yeah, the squish one. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's Flintlock. That's early 2023. Uh, I can double check here, but I'm pretty sure. Yep, day one with Game Pass. Heck yeah. Yep. Uh, so that seems pretty cool. Uh, that that's a genre that's that's very full, but uh, as as a trailer like this can show, there's still plenty of ways to to mix and match it. I mean, just like the roguelike genre that or the Metroidvania stuff we just saw. Uh, there, there's Deadpool in chat. He's got the squish fun. Um, yeah, it just seems uh, this looks really fresh. You know, there are lots of familiar things, but for having that many familiar things, it really does look like a new IP, you know, a, a whole brand new thing. So I'm excited to see that uh, since it's on gay one, day one Game Pass, uh, not Gay One Dame Pass, which are all words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I can just play it for free in quotes so uh so that's exciting um if you mind let's see what we have left on our list uh i might go one more i might do my back-to-back -back and then i'll be done uh the last yeah, one i've got yeah. then is the callisto yeah. protocol yeah which uh Boop. looks very much like dead space but i think it deserves more credit than that um saying it's like dead space is definitely true but there's enough going on in here that do it doesn't feel like a clone. Uh, it doesn't just feel like a knockoff or a sequel, even. Um, this this trailer does get pretty gross. <laughs> I I might cut it before the end uh, for the the squeamish out there. But you've got uh, what we're looking at right now. You've got a hologram that's doing environmental storytelling of things going very poorly on this space station. There's blood everywhere. Uh, I think my I think my joke here was, man, the division got really dark. This is like really <laughs> messed up for the division because <laughs> it's like a, a third person, 
you know, it's a third-person deal. It seems like the HUD is all built into your character, which is something that I think Dead Space really uh, set the bar for. Uh, but you've got these zombie-like enemies. Not sure what they are. In a different trailer, we've seen mechs. Uh, that se mechs seem to be an enemy you're going to fight as well. Um, either we saw it or, or I wasn't paying attention. But there's, like, telekinesis and stuff. Maybe he's about to do it. Or, yeah, there's, like, a... a... I think it's a weapon or something that yeah, pulls. Yeah, he did like a death choke or something, yeah. Yeah, so that's, again, similar to, to Dead Space because you could kind of use science magic in Dead Space to like slow stuff down and science magic. move things around a little bit. Um, but yeah, just a, a lot of stuff going on in here, but there seems to be enough that, uh, again, it seems fresh. Uh, we saw our first trailer for this a year or two ago at this point. But this is the first time we we've really seen gameplay for it, as far yep. as I know, anyway. Yep. Uh, so yeah, spooky space station, you know, moody atmosphere, uh, spooky zombies and gore and all that stuff. Uh, the end of this trailer, where I'm gonna cut it. You see your main character gets. No, no, no. Not... If you cut this. Okay, I'll he... leave it. Yes. Uh, so. And I will say... Everybody's comparing Con content it to warning, Dead though. Content warning. Oh yeah, big yeah. content warning. Everybody, everybody's comparing it to Dead Space. It is by the guy who directed Dead Space. Oh, so yes, well, it's going to be very Dead Spacey. That checks out then. Well, if you're if you're good at something, you know, keep doing it. No yeah. harm, no foul. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right, look at the look at the Dark Souls people. You know. Oh, this right. okay? Watch. Right. So he oh he got pushed into the spinning blade thingy. Oh. Oh, uh, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, He's oh, having oh, a real God. good time. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. So, uh, you know, got him. Oh, my God. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, there's that. Uh, so much like Dead Space, when you die, you don't just fall over, you know. Um, there's another trailer we saw. Uh, either at this conference or, or something other, uh, very recent, but there was like a quick cut of a whole lot of very creative and very brutal deaths, uh, which Dead Space was also very good at. I mean, I would say that um, one of the things that stuck with me so well with Dead Space was that sometimes when it goes into a death sequence, um, like a cinematic death sequence like that, it looks like it's a cinematic. It doesn't seem like you're able to play so it's not always obvious whether or not you have agency. There's, there's one example in Dead Space 1 where uh, this giant brute like grabs you and he smashes like your leg. And it pull, the camera pulls out a little bit and it gets cinematic. And you can't tell if it's a part of the story or if it's going into a scene where you're already dead and there's nothing you can do. But if you move the sticks around, you can still aim your gun and try to shoot at the beast to like maybe let you down but it's after he pulls off one or two of your limbs and you're still able to shoot an aim that you're like oh they gave me hope but there is no hope here yeah it's it's, it's definitely it's definitely like the the brutal brutal deaths in like last of us and uh, last of us part two like when you die in those games it locks you into a cinematic that is horrific you, you know um, what it makes you want to not do die, die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the exactly. millennial dream. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's uh, the Callisto Protocol. That comes out It's uh, sometime. I'll, I'll find my notes. October? Or did they miss? Uh, no, I think I might be wrong. 
there was uh, one. De- December, I feel like they pushed it. December second yeah, this year. Yeah, it was like, oh man, wow, they really Merry missed Christmas, the y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm still reeling. I feel like I just watched like a Mortal Kombat, but like Fatality or something. Yeah, you know? I mean, you'll remember I, it. I just, you gave us a warning, but I, <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> Uh, I so, didn't say, if you cut this, I'm going to be mad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't, because, wow. Was I just like, wow, this is like Dead Space, you know, the deadening or whatever. The electric <laughs> two, Space Boogaloo. And then that happened. And I was like, oh. Oh, y'all for real. Yeah, we were not kidding. <laughs> uh, so that's all for me. Yeah, the other one is Last Case of Benedict Fox. Uh, go look it up. Uh, another good Very one cool. I remember that I didn't talk about is Cocoon. Um, and there's just, just so many. There are... Uh, <laughs> Honestly, there are too many. They're, they're... The reason we're doing the show like this, uh, without even talking about which showcase was which, is because there's just so much. Because it don't even matter. It don't even matter. The only thing that uh, really affects anything is everything, basically everything from the Microsoft uh, Xbox One says, hey, it's on Game Pass. So that's cool. Yep. Uh, let's see. We have two more. We have two more. I think we have one from Vilos and one from Devi. Yeah, let's uh, Vilos. Let's hear about. Set yeah, pieces. yeah. We we need the the pellet. Please, Riflins. <laughs> Refresh so... me, Riflins. It's fine. <laughs> Riflins. <laughs> so, uh, cassette beast is uh, it's cute as fuck. Once that video <laughs> pops, you'll see it. Yep, here it is. And then okay. it turns out to be like Happy Tree Friends or something. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. no. <laughs> So this game is basically uh, what would you say, Debbie? Um, it's definitely like a monster tamer. It's like platinum era Pokemon, though, like because the the graphics are in between the Taurus and middle of the road generation of Pokemon. Yeah, I'd say that. I'd agree. It kind of reminds me of uh, Monster Rancher, but I'll let you explain why. Yeah, Uh, the cool thing about this is it obviously has a really great little. uh, RPG story going on, but uh, it puts its heart and soul not into the monsters themselves necessarily, but actually into their fusions, uh, which has kind of been one of those things that Pokemon players have been wanting to do for a long time. So uh, it's it's just intriguing. It's super cute, just absolutely adorable. Um, it's supposed to have voice acting. I did. I couldn't what? tell if that was in the trailer. What was um, that at the end there? Or not. <laughs> but it's got a really intriguing little story. I'm just really excited to see, uh, you know, another offshoot of Pokemon uh, since a lot of them are coming out in this next like ten or twelve months uh, with Coromon and Temtem and Cassette Beasts here, and then the new Pokemon games themselves. And it's just like, all right, <laughs> uh, we're we're back at that stage uh, in this generation. But this looks like it, it's really got a lot of love behind it. Um, and the, the game engine looks really intriguing. It's super fun. But the big thing is that it's published by Raw Fury. And uh, nine times out of ten nowadays, that means uh, day one Game Pass as well. Uh, so I am psyched about that. And the uh, the developers are uh, by 10 Studios, which their first game was a really cute little uh, Zelda-like. And... I I think they're there's someone to watch for sure. Oh, yeah. And as someone who like thoroughly enjoys Monster Tamers, um, this really excites me because it explores a mechanic that 
heretofore hasn't really been explored in such games, which is the fusion um, that we see in the trailer. So you take the the two separate monsters and you fuse them together and they become something else. Um, I think that's really cool because it promotes not only just catching them all, which is what Pokemon wants you to do, but just really playing with team composition um, and just the assortment of monsters that you have at your disposal. Because when you fuse two, that opens up space in your party to have another one, which could lead. It's like a whole polymerization chain ripple effect, you know? And um, kind of like uh, Monster Rancher, you know, it has, it blends the medium with the monsters, right? So in Monster Rancher, you would insert a disc or I guess for the Switch, the new one that you, um, they have, um, you would insert your like cassette, your cartridge. And then whatever you, it'll read whatever you have in there with the game, like the game will go into a state where it's like, okay, put in your item. You put the item in and then it scans and reads whatever you put in and it produces a monster from that. And then, you know, you get to raise your monster. I always thought that was a really cool concept because it blends like IRL media and it gives like a whole new life to whatever games you have just lying around um, with the video game. And so Cassette Beasts in that way kind of reminds me of Monster Rancher because you've got, you know, these spirits that come from the cassettes that you put in, which could then blend into um, the other monsters. So I'm really excited about this one, especially because it does remind me of Coromon in its art direction. Um, They've got like the big headed sprites of the characters and everything. And even though I'm biased when it comes to Coromon, and if you've been listening, uh, you know why, then... uh, you know, I'm still open to other games, like other monster tamers like that. So this is cool. This is cool. It looked like it had a really like dark ending at the end of the trailer. So I'm excited to see what kind of story we're dealing with. Because a lot of the times um, monster tamers are, you know, bright and plucky. You know, it's just like, uh-huh, I'm exploring this world. There's dangerous creatures, but whatever, they're cute. Um, except for the time in Pokemon where like an evil team leader literally tried to commit genocide. But we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's cool. Uh, I, I want to I see more. Yeah, I think what they've, the little bit they've shown us uh, and talked about so far, I think it is a Stranger Things-ish sort of story like Echo Generation was, but uh, maybe pre-apocalyptic, like something actually might happen during the story that uh, that Ooh. gets you guys into a, a darker bit of stuff. So it's, it, I'm hoping, and it, it looks like it might be touching a little bit of the Earthbound vibes as well. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Then uh, I think the last thing on our list, uh, Sav? Yeah. Frozen Flame. So um, Frozen Flame, so far, it's like, you know, RPG of the game. It's like at its first glance. So these are like a dime a dozen or whatever, but sometimes it's good to find out new ones just because you want to see how they like change it up or anything. Um, This one takes place in a world where dragons are dying. And... There are, like, you are playing heroes that have the power to, like, quote-unquote, cleanse the world, whatever that means, that flag. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, I, yeah. I see Valheim-like building. I mean, you know, it's yes. the genre. I could say it looks like any of those games, but this... I think it's actually classified as, like, a survival sort of deal. So it's, like, RPG survival, kind of like Valheim, kind of like Rising V. Okay, you've v got Rising. a spirit bird of some sort. So that's kind of valheim <laughs> Yeah. Oh, gosh, I miss her. I miss her so much. Um, I need to jump into Valheim here soon again. Uh, we still got that server going, right? Uh oh, definitely not. Nope, <laughs> definitely well. not. Um, <laughs> we did have, uh, yeah. you know, I could check actually to see. Uh, Mortis had a uh, a Thou Art Dead server that was up for a long time, and and a bunch of people, whole bunch of people, made uh, 
made huts and, and all that stuff in that world. I, I found there was a tiny little island next to the base, and so I built a huge bridge across the island and named it the Party House. Aww. Uh It was great. And then I promptly abandoned it, so... Yep, sounds like my mansion. In my uh, there's that. <laughs> but that game, uh, the art style of that reminded me of Dauntless. Yeah, um, and in the chat we see uh, Phoenix, uh, that one game that was like multi-platform, the no, kind yeah. of God of War-ish sort of oh, deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Phoenix with an F and an E-Y yeah, yeah. and an N-X. <laughs> the, those letters. Uh, so that's what really drew me in was the, the art direction because I really like games that look like that. Not like so, not potato graphics, but like chunk cartoon graphics does that make sense yeah like, like if, if runescape got a real big reskit you know yeah so uh the combat looks like a lot of fun i really love games with that have engaging combat because i like incorporating like i like stylish ways of eliminating enemies you know you can only slash and parry for so long without it getting boring so oh for sure um it looks like there's different ways that you can dispatch your enemies um of course you have that survival element where you're like building your domicile and whatnot which could appeal to some people so um if you're getting kind of like i don't want to say like washed out of valheim or valheim like games but if you if that's kind of boring you i think this new one will kind of revitalize your your desire to play more of it because the premise is really cool like you know a world dying of dragons that's gotta be sad right because i mean dragons even though they're like fearsome and powerful and you know they raise villages and whatnot they're like they're mystical and magical. So like losing losing a world of magic has got a sec. Wow. So Sav, there's a there's a movie called Jurassic World that you should go check out. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm said he enjoyed himself going to see it because he didn't have any expectations, but Yeah, I had fun and uh I haven't seen the other two Jurassic World movies. I will tell you, uh the the two I know we're getting off topic here, but the the two <laughs> Let me find the actors' names because I'm really bad with them. But uh, I could the guy who's in Archive 81, and the woman who's been in a the bunch. Wanda, the Wanda White. Uh, yes. yes, I could uh. watch the two of them talk about the weather. I've never seen them in anything I didn't think they killed it in, and this was no different. Um, yeah, her character was great. I thought, but what it, they need to do it. They need to come out with like a Jurassic World, but only with her character, kind of like how Assassin's Creed came out with like the. That PSP title mm-hmm. with like the, the black chick. God, what was her name? Uh, anyway, she was just like a side story and like the, one of the old main stories. So we need a side story of DeWanda Wise. We need that. To be honest about it, if you do watch the movie down the road, it actually kind of looks like they tried to do that. Like Really? Huh? Yeah. So like set up for one or actually, like they are doing that in this movie? Not necessarily set up for one, but they laid her character out to possibly yeah, yeah. Okay. and wow. and having only seen this one of the trilogy they could do like a well i don't really know what happened before this movie but it seems like they could have been like what was happening in the in-between because her character like occupies this cool space that you could tell a bunch of stories in. Yeah. they did but, just not for her just yeah. real quick kansas city well, shout I'll, out I'll see the movie but I'm, I'm not gonna pay for it so. uh <laughs> just quick kansas city shout out for um jurassic world dominion uh caleb Kieran. Uh, who became famous on the internet for doing um, uh, his funny jokes on the Instagrams and the Twitters and the stuff. Uh, he uh, landed a role in Jurassic Park Dominion. Um, he's a big kind of heavy set guy with glasses. Uh, he's very, very funny. Uh, he's from Kansas City, lives in LA now. Oh, so. I'm pretty sure I know hey. who you're talking about. Or who you're talking about. Yeah, he's really, really good. 
I could have run into him. I've never known. Yeah. He's great. Nice. Uh, well, awesome. I mean, do we have... Uh... Let's see. We're, we we're under two hours runtime, which actually is pretty good considering how much we covered. That's crazy. Um, and there's there's so much more. I mean, probably because next week I'm probably still going to be playing the same nothing that we're going to talk about in a second. Uh, I'll probably come back and, and revisit a few of the things that we, we didn't cover here. Cause it's just, there's so much, but so much, you know, um, what, you know, I'm afraid we're going to get to the end of the show and everybody's going to be like, okay, what was that one game they talked about out of the 25 <laughs> that they mentioned, which is not much of an exaggeration. Right. Uh, so we'll, we'll uh, leave some for next time. There's, there's plenty of stuff to go around. Like I said, uh, the Starfield presentation specifically is worth watching in its entirety. Not just, well, the only trailer you can find on, online is the whole 15-minute trailer. So go watch the whole 15-minute trailer. I think it's worth it. Uh, the developer showcase was good. But just about everything else you can watch uh, trailers for. So do that. But... Individual trailers, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll move on then to what we've been playing, our bread and butter here. Uh, I know that Chris and I are pretty much just playing the same stuff we've got. Uh, Chris, yeah. you were playing Greedfall. Do you want to say anything about that? Uh, that game won't fucking end. Um, it's, <laughs> Done. Like, All right. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it's only supposed to be like a 30-hour thing. I'm farther than that. And I know I'm at the end. But like right now, it's like, now get all of the... All of your, all of the factions on your side to go do this big epic battle, and I'm like, okay. So you go talk to them, and you go, oh well, for sure these people are on my side. These people are on my side. These people are on my side. And then like you go talk to somebody else, and like, well, if you would have completed all the side quests that I asked you to, then I would join you, but you haven't. So go complete those and come back. I'm like, no, fuck off. I no, not happening. Sorry, buddy. That's not happening. I guess I'll do this without you. Like, it's just like, I'm trying to mainline the main story stuff, and they're like going, well, if you want my help, you should go do all those side quests I asked you to. And side quests take forever in this game, because there's so many, like, run and talk to this person. They now seem... go all the way across the map and talk to this person. Yeah, extensive. Like, Is that one like, you... That's very, like, um, human... What's it called? Human Revolution? Deus Ex? It's very that. Yes. Um... <laughs> And I, I still enjoy the game. I think it's good. Um, I just, it's, I'm like, I'm ready for this to be done now. Because yeah. uh, the reason why I'm ready for this to be done now, and I'll get through this very quickly. Um, oh, you're going to show this Greedfall trailer. You betcha. Um, the reason why I'm ready for this to be done now is new PlayStation Plus just happened. Oh, wait, is this Greedfall 2? No, wait. Uh, nope. Happening? This is a GameCon nope, 2019 yep, Greedfall Yeah, this trailer. is the first one. Yeah. Um the new the new PlayStation Plus just came out. Um and it's their answer to the Game Pass. And so I went you know what I've been a long time uh PlayStation user as a console. I have a PlayStation 4, I had a PlayStation 3, I have a PlayStation 5. I'm going to I'm going to go for it and and see what they got, right? Happy to report I think they kind of crushed it, um, especially being so far behind Game Pass and uh, everything like that. I just think that they did a great job. Like, like I'm going to open up this game catalog really quick and just kind of rapid fire throw you some stuff that's just... If you have this, the, the ultimate service or whatever it's called, I think it's called Extra 
hold on. They their naming is bad. I, okay, so I have PlayStation Plus Premium, the highest one, and uh, they can make that naming so much easier. Just don't don't do less. Anyway, sounds like they took a page out of Xbox and Nintendo's book. Yes. Um. So like for, for like PS5, PS4 games included in, in this. Spider-Man Miles Morales, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Demon Souls, NBA 2K22, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, the like Super Edition, Returnal, uh, Spider-Man Game of the Year Edition, Guardians of the Galaxy, Red Dead Redemption 2, Death Stranding Director's Cut, Control Ultimate Edition. Like there's like I know you're not getting like Shadow Warrior 3 isn't that old. Blasphemous is in here, all of the Mafia games, um, all of the um uh, uh, what, uh, who makes the quarry? Why is my Why is my brain not working? The Dark Anthology series is all on here. Mm-hmm. Outer Wilds, um, Greedfall, which we're watching a trailer for right now. Uh, and uh, there's they just they're like, all right, so we're not going to give you everything day one, but we're going to give you so much shit. We're going to give you so much that that doesn't matter. <laughs> like Celeste, Prey, Stellarsis, Empire of Sin, Vermintide 2. Like, so that's just the PS4, PS5 games. Then you have classic games, which are PSP, PlayStation, and PS2. That's the bread and butter. And then you have all the Jack and Daxters, Rogue Galaxy, Dark Cloud, Ape Escape, Wild Arms, Red Faction just so just there's so much here mr yeah. driller i'm really your, i'm really happy jack's coming back if that's if that's your jam then they then they also wait have, mr driller yes i'm very excited is it, is it drill spirits because that's the best one uh no it is i don't even know what that is uh mr driller it's like a um and this is for ps5 and ps4 so you don't even have to stream this you can download it uh it is like a it's like a it's like a uh, gosh like a puzzle Tetris. driller sort of thing? Yeah, like Tetris-esque, but not totally. And you have like a little oh, driller guy who's like going button. down. It rules. Mr. Driller rules. It's really um, good, yeah. Um, so they have all this stuff. Then they have all the stuff that was on PS Now that you can only stream because that's the PS3 stuff because the PS3, the way it was made, was made like garbage. So you it, can That was not forward compatible at all. <laughs> not, what a no. funny problem to have. Yes. Um, so they, you know, they have all of those the PS3 ones that you can you can have that are um, all the Ratchet and Clanks that you would want the the God of War games, um, bunch of like Resident Evil, Code Veronica, Resident Evil Five, uh, Castlevania games. There, it's just Ninja Gaiden. What else we got? There's just so much. There's so much stuff in here. Not only that, you're also getting game trials. So um, for games that you're like unsure if you want to buy. So like with the service, you get um, Horizon Zero Dawn, but you don't, maybe you're like, ah, I don't know if I want Forbidden West. Well, how about a five-hour game trial, free game trial to check that out and see if that's what you're into. Okay. Tiny Tina's Wonderland's game trial. Cyberpunk. Uncharted series. Uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed. Biomutant. There's just like all of this stuff. I feel like for so long but Chris, we were like. Are, are there any games? Though. <laughs> <laughs> hundreds, hundreds. PlayStation hundreds. has no games, guys. Um, 
yeah, I for like the longest time we we like crushed PlayStation for being like, why the hell have they not done anything? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, what is the problem? And it's like, I feel like with this new PlayStation Plus, they did it. Like, they're like, here you go. This is what this is going to be like. And that maybe top you don't. Tier is 20 bucks a month, right? Uh, yeah. It's like, yeah, something like that. Um, I, I, so it was weird when I got in there because I already subscribe. They're like, it's $1 more. And I was like, yeah, okay, just fucking do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I already have hey, PlayStation right. Plus user. So not only are you getting this, but you're also getting the monthly games as well. So, like, I think they kind of nailed it. Like, if you're only going to, like, let's say you're already a Game Pass user and you also have a PlayStation, you might not have to ever really buy games <laughs> because you have Game Pass and you have PS Plus. Now, I know that they've said, like, hey, our major, major titles are not going to be day one on there. That's fine if, like, six months later you have Returnal or six months later you have, you know, Spider-Man or I, I, how long has Assassin's Creed Valhalla been out? Maybe like a year and it's on here. Like that's a giant, gigantic game. Demon Souls. Like I just, they're, I think they did the best they possibly could given that they were like, all right, well we have to figure out a way to combat that or at least get on like the same level. So like if, if you haven't checked it out yet, you can go through, uh, there's big ads and stuff all over PlayStation that's like, hey, um, <laughs> wait six months to play Spider-Man? This man is crazy. Uh, anyway, I'm not saying it's going to be that long or whatever, but like we already know that like stuff like uh, Stray is going to be day one on it. I'm sure there's going to be other stuff like that. They, uh, there's already been rumors that there's going to, like Ubisoft's um, thing that they do is going to be worked into this. So all the Ubisoft games will just be day one on here as well. Um, so I think we gave them a really hard time, but I think they, I think they've really done a good job. And I think that, uh, more people should be receptive to it. Not being like, oh, well they had to cause of game pass. Give it a shot. Check it out. Uh, you know, if you don't like it, you can just change your subscription and Which, go back to for just, the record. Uh, that's a true statement, but that shouldn't be enough <laughs> to, for you to not, uh, give it a shot. You know, the, it, the games industry is a pendulum, you know? Um, yeah. It goes back and forth, and the PS4 dominated that generation. Game Pass uh, now dominates this generation. Uh, but you kind of see waning interest in Game Pass. I mean, they're really pumping it up. I mean, we just talked about a bunch of stuff that's, you know, going to be day one over the next 12 months. But, uh, right. you know, Sony's putting in work. So, um, sure. I mean, I was talking before the show that I'm actually about to cancel my PS Plus just because I don't play it very often. I'm almost entirely on PC these days. Uh, but the stuff they're offering is solid, you know? It's substantial. Like, it's substantial. It's not, you know, it's not nothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely not uh, there, nothing. There's, there's not a free trial, I don't think, because uh, they just launched the service. Nope. Um, <laughs> they're Sony, so, you know, they gotta get that money. They gotta get that money. Um, but, uh, you know, especially with them also doing the monthly games, like this month was God of War, uh, Shinobi Strikers, and Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. Shinobi Strikers is such a good game. Please, you're please, getting, please play it. Please. You're getting an insane amount of games, um, like, right away. Like, I, I think I was talking to, to Carlos and Thomas before we started this, and it was like, if I just got a PlayStation 5, because 
everyone knows that it's extremely hard to get one of those. Um, if I just got one of those and I, you know, spent all my money on just getting the console and couldn't get any games, like signing up for this service is a no fucking brainer. Like just like it is, it's, it's awesome. Like I going through it and being like, and this is just the beginning, like the classic games list isn't that deep yet, but you can just tell that they're just like, hold, hold some of this back for like a month or two. And then we're just release the floodgates. Hey, do you I think? Mean, the, oh, go on. The, I was just gonna say the big thing with it though is that they they technically obliterated PS Now. So anybody that's wanting this on PC, it's basically a no go. I mean, it looks like the extra version is the minimal uh, one because it you you have the quote unquote game catalog. So I think that's the the start of some of the PC access, but. You're and you really get the classic. You get the classic games. Yeah, classic games are only in the the highest tier. Um, which I was like, I want that because I also still have a PlayStation Four, and my plan is to um, get this PlayStation Four cleaned out and create like a um, arcade cabinet out of it, and like put all uh, arcadey type games into it, and like make a little arcade cabinet out of it. So. Um, and with all these classic games and stuff that they're offering here too, that's that's what I want. That's exactly what I want. So, um, yeah, it's very cool. I'm I'm stoked that they they finally did it. They did it. Just took forever, you know. Meanwhile, Nintendo's just doing their own thing because they don't care about anything in the world. They don't like, care. <laughs> they really don't care. <laughs> Nintendo's like. Oh, you like... wanted to play Xenoblade Three? You wanted to buy the special edition? Oh, fuck you. Yep. Hey, look at all these games we got. Every week until it comes out. You can play them until March, and then we're deleting them. Forever. Well, they said vaulting, so... Yeah, well, you know. Just live-action versions. That's what happens when Disney vaults stuff. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Live-action Mario 99. (laughs) They're like, they're gonna be like, we're putting uh, Mario Rabbids into the vault. And we're like, (gasps) Rabbids movie incoming! It's I'm practically really about that new Rabbit's game that's coming out. Mario Rabbit's game, the sequel or whatever. I can't remember. The Sparks of Hope. The who? Sparks of Hope. Sparks yes. of Hope. Yes. Wow. Live action anyway. Tetris? Oh boy. Yeah, let's see that. Tetris Actually, 99. That be happening, so, uh, 99 blocks drop in. 99 blocks of All but one. 99 blocks of Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, cool. So that's... uh. That's the new PlayStation Plus. What it, what's it called now? The Triple Plus. Oh, uh, PlayStation Plus. It just has different tiers. Cool. All right. Well, uh, yeah, we'll see more about that. But that seems exciting. Uh, yeah. Sav, do you want to pick one of your games? Tell us what you've been sure. playing. Sure. Um, so I'm only going to touch briefly on uh, this first one, so that we can get like through the rest of this in like a reasonable amount of time. So um, I've been playing Splitgate again. Um, I've started it back up because, you know, I'm on my little wishy-washy roller coaster of what am I going to play? And Splitgate was just like, we have season two now. And I was like, oh, bet. So um, they released a bunch of new modes. And of course, they have a new battle pass, which I actually, y'all, I haven't, this is the first battle pass I haven't like bought out the gate. Look at me being responsible. Oh, proud of you. It's because the bitch is broke. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, so they come out with the season two and they added the new modes. There's like one called Hot Zone which is basically King of the Hill, except for you don't score points while you're on the hill. You score points when 
the hill's meter fills up once. So you stay there like it's a king of the hill, but you're scoring after it, the meter fills up, not while you're on the hill. Oh, that's kind of like Rogue okay. Company. Uh, that it, it's not oh, yeah, slowly kinda. ticking down. It's uh, I, I like that more. The king of the hill aspect, like when you can be playing a game and you know, you're 95% of the way there and then they take it out of your hands and then they just win the game. Uh, it can be yeah. frustrating. Uh, it does reset. So if the enemy does take over the, the hill, so to speak, um, your meter does reset and theirs begins. So it's not like progress stops and saves if they were taking it over like in the Hill. It resets completely. So um, it's very hotly contested. I feel like it's more, it's faster paced than King of the Hill, um, which I appreciate. And then it's the first two, three points wins or if the time, time expires. Um, there's also Juggernaut, which, I mean, is a classic mode in, in FPSs like with this. Um, so Juggernaut is you have like double health or something like that. I think it's 250. Um, so you are the Juggernaut, basically the VIP and it's a free-for-all. And the player who eliminates the Juggernaut then becomes the new Juggernaut. And um, the longer you are, you, you score points while you're the juggernaut. So I think it's like a point per minute or something. I haven't actually played the mode, but you want to be the juggernaut. So there's that. I mean, there's not, it's pretty self-explanatory. So not too much of a special mode there. But um, one of the modes I really enjoy that they just added is lockdown. And if you've played Halo Infinite, there's a big team battle that's just like that. I think it's, oh gosh, what's it called? It's the one where you have to control three points of territory to score a point. So it's not domination where you have to have the majority control, like two points and you start building. Mm -hmm. It's you have to control all three points and then that unlocks. Stockpile? No, no that definitely not stockpile. Yeah, no, what is that called? Um... Well, well, anyway, it's like that mode. So lockdown, you just have to make sure you control all three points and then the instant you control all three, you get a point. And first to three wins. Sweet. I, th I think it actually might be called lockdown in Halo. Um, love I love Lord Grum. Hey, look, Halo Infinite Forge mode. I was about to say, yeah. Um, I'm not sure where we are in the trailer because I don't have the page up, but um, they did launch in this. Um, it was in beta for a while, and I'm, I'm not sure if it's still in beta, but it's a map builder. And some of the maps that people have been building in that game is, like, they're outrageous. Like, they look straight out of Halo Infinite. I'm not going to lie. Some of them really look like they're out of Halo, which is fine because Splitgate started out as an homage to Halo from some of the people who have worked on the team. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not mad at that at all because it's very robust as Forge Mode is. And when you have a game like this that has a map editor like that, you have to at least meet the threshold that Forge provided um, in the past. So, yeah, new modes, new map builder, uh, new battle pass and stuff. They um, added prestiging now. So um, for those who don't know, prestiging is when you reach level 100 you have the option to reset to level one and then earn like a star or like a different badge or whatever. Um, it's common in Overwatch too. So, you know, you'll oh. get level 100 and then your portrait will change. You know, oh, you'll get another right. star and then the portrait will change, blah, blah, blah. So, and you see one that's crazy and you're like, how many times says? No, yeah. no, I quit. I'm out. Right. So uh, there's prestiging. But yeah, Splitgate is still Splitgate and um, at its core, it's a really fun game to play. It's free on all platforms. So er, all of them? Maybe not Switch. Dabble in it. It's cool. Yeah, that's no, yeah. 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 Halo with portals, kind of. Hey, hey, Lordle. Actually, um, in like its project name or whatever, like when you load up the game in the window, it doesn't say like on the, the title of the window. It's not Splitgate. It's Portal Wars. Mm -hmm. Portal Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's Splitgate. 
Yes, but it's cool. I can go to my next one if you want, or we could just go to someone else. Uh, yeah, go for your next one, and then uh, and then I'll do mine. It'll take two seconds, and then we'll do a uh, Actually, no, we should go somewhere else because since mine is new, like actually new, I want to save it for last. Uh, well then, let me just go through this. I've been playing the same stuff. Uh, Splunky Two is a fun game. You know, you know how it is. I've been talking about it for several weeks now. Uh, and I'm going to keep talking about it. Uh, at least I think I'm going to start streaming it here on the channel because I've been playing it uh, a whole lot more both on PlayStation and um, here on PC. And uh, man, I'm getting better and better. I had a wonderful run uh, the other day. I, I posted on our socials that uh, I, I got the most gold in a run that I've ever had. And I, I've been trying really hard to get to the secret area where you fight Vlad the vampire. Uh, it's a whole thing and it's tough. And I finally did it and I got even further. And in the next area, the secret thing is uh, there's a sword above the lake. It is Excalibur. Well, I've never gotten Excalibur before. Uh, so I, I got both of those in the same run. I got um, Vlad's dope cape that lets me double jump and hover. And, uh, and pulled Excalibur from the stone. But uh, yeah, I mean, I eventually died. You know how it is. Uh, game's hard. Yes. But uh, that's been fun. I mean, I, I've really been getting better and better. And it's been fun to see my progress as I go. Um, it's It's been wonderful having Lizzie, you know, sit next to me on the couch. So when I do something cool, you know, we can high, high five about it. Uh, but that's a, that's a reason I want to uh, stream it. Because a game like this, is a, it's very much about incremental progression, like incremental skill increase. And it's fun to be able to see yourself getting better, uh, you know, with each run. So um, that's been a blast. Just just more of that. Um, that's all there is to it. Uh, I haven't seen a new area yet, even though I went to the wiki recently and discovered at least like three, four, five new areas I didn't even know existed. So there's so much more game for me. Oh. Uh, the the other thing is uh, Raft. Odysseus and I played Raft for like seven hours the other day. Uh, I just got on for a little bit. I was like, I'm gonna play this a little while I like cut clips for YouTube and stuff. And yeah, seven hours later, I didn't have a single clip cut. And uh, we had a great Raft though. Um, <laughs> he tells me that there have been updates to the game recently. I didn't notice any, but the game is just as fun as it was a year ago or whenever we played it. So uh, that's that's a lot of fun. Um, fine by itself, fun with friends. So Raft is cool. If you like survival games, check it out. You know, you build a boat and it's fun. <laughs> it's it's very relaxing. Unless you fall in the water. Chris, Chris logs in. He says, uh, oh, is there any like danger? Is there like a kraken or anything? And I'm like, no, it's just you're chilling. You know, you're just like fishing a little bit. You know, you, you, I've got a hammock over here. It's great. And Odysseus goes, well, I mean, there's there's the shark. I'm like, oh, right. There is the shark that is always around your raft. And if you fall in the water at all, it will bite you. <laughs> but besides that, totally relaxing, chill vibes. You know, pretty cool shark. But uh, yeah, that's what I've been playing. So uh, nothing new. It'll probably be the same stuff next week. And uh, if I have anything to report, it'll be because I did something cool in Spelunky. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Vilos, what have you been playing? Uh, yeah, I haven't been playing a whole lot of new stuff either since I'm trying to get through Triangle Strategy, which is long as fuck. 
but the game I did play most this week was Card Shark. Uh, I hey. got to some more involved parts of the game. Uh, so there's 23 total tricks that you learn in the game. And I think I'm on the 11th or 12th one right now. Uh, most of them are kind of just offshoots of this or that trick. But it's wild. <laughs> um, it's, it's really ridiculous uh, at what it does. So the, the plot is actually the really, really the most fun part of this game. Otherwise, the gameplay is a lot of memorization. And it, it puts you to task with every uh with everything that you do because your character is this this simple mute who kind of got himself into a bad situation and the dude that he's running ar across France with is uh this rich trickster that uh, is kind of uh kind of putting his hand into all this political intrigue and like some of the fucking missions you're playing you are talking to Voltaire the writer <laughs> oh and, yeah and you're uh you're meeting all these people that are making a difference in the country and uh i know i know that it's it's gonna get somewhere really cool with the with the story but for example it it puts so many stakes into everything that you do uh there's a, a moment that you uh you go into this place where there's there's three people that you know you're just going to be able to to fool. They're they're gullible and rich, and that's what uh, that's what the the guy that you're running around with tells you. He's like, they're they're gullible and rich. We're we're just going to go in, get out with some money, and and make our make our way. Um, except when you play them and you trick them appropriately, uh, you actually set up another plot line uh, where you're actually going to have uh somebody try to kill you uh they set you up with another another uh party that you're supposed to to go back to this place and uh these these three guys try to kill you uh and the guy that you're with but then the guy with that you're with he's he's such a, a trickster and a cheat he cons them into playing a game a card game with <laughs> uh while this this stuff's going on like the dude literally has a gun in his hand he's pointing it at you guys and you actually get to play a card game with him because he's he's just an idiot. But uh, <laughs> nonetheless, all these guys are, are doing these ridiculous things. Your character is just along for the ride and trying to make this money for um, like this this troop of of uh, kind of activists. Um, and it's it's kind of like a foster family for him. Uh, but it's just such an entertaining game. Uh, the the card parts of it, it are very intriguing and it's it's nice to play on the switch um because you're you're doing things like just cutting cutting decks or one of the tricks that you do is uh your your teammate is uh is dealing cards and every few cards he'll show you uh what this next card is going to be he just like lightly lifts it up you know um you have to memorize what that card was what suit it was uh and then you have to motion uh, later on in the game uh, exactly what card that was in a very specific way. And if you mess it up, uh, some story beats will get you killed. Uh, and so I got killed way too often last <laughs> night when I was playing. Oops. And I opened up some new stuff. So <laughs> if you get killed, you actually get to go to the underworld. Oh. And of course, you can cheat death. 
Ah. Uh. If you're good enough. <laughs> uh, the first time I died, I was not good enough. Uh, but she she laughed at me and she was like, that was fun, though. And she let me go back. And so I could replay the mission. Uh, and and technically, it wasn't a replay because um, I actually got more money out of it. But um, I died again and I won the next time. And she was like, OK, you're you're actually kind of like, this is a good time. I'll see you again, though. I, I know I will. So I don't know if it's actually messing with any difficulty levels doing that. Uh, but I'm on the the easiest level right now, the one that is made for people that just want to take along the the story. Um, but it's it's challenging in ways that I would not have expected. Um, it, it's like a very very advanced form of Simon Says in some parts. But for anybody that wants something just absolutely new, it's a game to to check out. Card Shark. Um, it's a, another Devolver uh, published game. But uh, very small development team and uh, basically a couple geniuses that uh, are obsessed with card play. Um, super cool. Yeah. And then I do want to mention uh, for people that want unique games, tomorrow is the release date of Neon White. And I have been so excited for that. Uh, the developer, Ben Esposito, uh, creator of Donut County, uh, he's kind of a genius as well, um, put together this this anime visual novel and ridiculous speed running card battler not really card battler but it is um super ingenious game we've talked about it before but i just i need everybody to buy neon white personally um, <laughs> and and it's actually getting really great reviews uh lots of nine nine and a halfs and tens for neon white from a wow. lot of different outlets today uh because the embargo went up so uh keep an eye out um, it may not have the length uh, of a, a game of the year Elden Ring kind of thing, but it is one of the most unique things you'll play. Yeah, for sure. You did. Uh, you played the demo. Was that during the Steam Next Fest last time? I think so. Yeah. Uh, during spring, and uh, yeah, I've never seen a game quite like this one. I had a different idea of what it was. Uh, the card mechanic when you're running around and you basically pick up a card with you know your weapon do they have abilities on them or is it just the weapons each card has an ability and you have to discard it by the uh you have to discard the card in order to use the ability and uh you, you kind of just pick up these different cards to use them in very specific situations and one of the other big parts of it is that you actually have to eliminate every enemy in that level so if you if you accidentally spend a card too early and you, you've got this enemy that only can be taken out by that card oops you're shit out of luck and you've got to play it again okay well cool so tomorrow's the release date for that yep, it yep. seems like a good game that would be for like like really fun for a la card yeah it's it's really great super fast-paced game uh i'm not a speedrunner in the slightest and i was really excited to just play these levels over and over Yeah, it's funny to hear like uh, <coughs> the games that each of us find and we're like, oh, gimme, gimme, Chris with Tinykin, you know, where he's just like, man, that was a nice demo. How do I start over? <laughs> you know, how do I go again? Uh, and for you playing that, even uh, even Card Shark, I feel. Well, shoot, uh, Carrion for you, Vilos. I mean, that's, of course, a Metroidvania. That is a uh, wonderful game. 
Yeah, you got you got to love having something like that where you're just like, that was good enough. I'm ready to either go back for round two or get somebody else, you know, bring somebody else in and be like, all right, you play it, and I want to watch you play. Uh, well, speaking of that, uh, we, we got one more game, and then uh, just a reminder to stick around for all the demos we're going to play. I say we, I mean Chris, yeah. really. Uh <laughs> Oh, I downloaded. I downloaded them all. <laughs> all the games, yeah, yeah. My hard drive is a mess. Just get a, about ten more terabytes, you know. Yeah, yeah, okay, you'll be fine. NBD, very uh, affordable. Well, Saab, do you want to hit us with your last one? Yeah, um, and it actually ties into what you said perfectly because this game that I'm about to talk about is definitely that for me. You know, I played it offhand, uh, you know, because it was free. I was just like, oh, you know. I like I like this game, like the its predecessor or whatever. So let me give this a try, and then I never stopped. <laughs> so, um, I was actually playing it earlier today because I wanted to get some original footage for the the footage that we were going to show. But my game capture was recording the wrong screen. Oh my gosh! So just, yeah, I did I had that. Eight when minutes we... of just Discord open. <laughs> we played Rogue Company a while back, and I went back looking for this great clip. That everybody, the whole team was in on it. I was fantastic. Black. I was recording a black screen. The audio oh. was there, but nobody's listen. Nobody's listening to a TikTok of a black screen. So, oof. Yeah. We that's exactly. that's but, why we make the oof emote. What's What's really cool is that it's an arena shooter, and I mean, no matter what you're watching, those are always interesting to watch. So, um, without further ado, I'm going to say that the game that I have been playing a lot is Quake Champions. So. Um, it is by id Software, you know, it's Bethesda game. And uh, if you have, if you're all familiar with Quake, uh, you're going to enjoy this game. So imagine Quake, but like as a hero shooter, right? So all of the different characters in the game, you still have like your Quake movement, your Quake pickups and all the stuff that you're used to, you're accustomed to. Um, also, if you play like Unreal Tournament, you know, you're kind of used to the way everything works there. But all the playable characters have passive abilities and active abilities. And their passive abilities usually have something to do with how they move. So, you know, you have traditional quake movements such as like strafe running, bunny hopping and all that stuff. Um, it's very fast paced, just normal walking and whatnot as well. But then you have people um, like the character that I play called Nyx, who is like this blue haired sci-fi maven. Ugh. Let me calm down for a second. <laughs> Cause she hot. Um, she, her passive is wall jump. So she is the only character in the game who can jump off of walls like once. So, so you could be running along, check up your, oh, here she is on the trailer right now. Um, and then, you know, check up your trajectory by wall jumping and then get, you know, the upper hand that way. Um, and her active ability is called, I don't remember what it's called. It's like a phase shift of sorts. Um, and you just see it now if you're watching with us on Twitch. Um, it kind of works like Reaper's like void walk kind of. You become intangible, and um, except for you're also invisible as well. So you basically phase dimensions, and um, you can reposition yourself that way. You're intangible, you're invisible, so you can't bump into people, but you also can't pick up pickups. So you have oh. to use it sparingly. You can either use it as an approach or as a retreat, but you can't do anything. You can't pick up stuff, you can't shoot or anything. You're just stuck like that until it expires, um, which is very short because, again, it's mostly for repositioning and doing your approaches and stuff. That's like uh, Wraith's ability in Apex. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. It's like, I'm invulnerable. I'm also... Everybody can Useless. see where I'm going, and I can't do anything while it's happening. Well, you can't really see where you're going as Nyx. Like, you're completely... You don't leave any trail. You don't leave any sound. You are just undetectable, period. That's nice. That's spooky. Um, but you can't do anything as well. 
Yeah. So it's good. It's kind of <laughs> neat. It's it's balanced in that way, I think. But then you have people who their passives are like they take less damage or no damage from a certain thing. Like Ranger, the default character, like you know, FPS the dude. Uh, his is that he takes uh, less damage from rockets, so he can actually rocket jump more often than other people. That's cool. because he has you know he doesn't take as much damage, which means he gets more health that he can then use to like you know rocket jump. Um, so yeah, the way that you play changes. I mean, it's Quake at its core, obviously, but the way that you play changes who like how you like from who you pick. Um, so yeah, lots of really interesting champions. There's one uh, who's like this Irish dude. And of course, you know, I'm all about him. Uh, his name is Ison, and he's got a turret. So, you know, Torbjorn player. But you can't repair the turret. And it does like scan, like not scan, but like, you know, point enemies out with like a laser or whatever and shoot at them. But it can't be repaired and it's destroyed easily. So um, there's balance in that as well. Uh, there's just, I love, ugh, I just love the game. I picked it up like on a whim. I was just like, you know what? I want something new. Mm-hmm. And for, for some reason it like showed up on, you know, my library wish list or something. So I must have something similar to the game in there. So it was just like, games we think you'll like, Quake Champions. And why would they write about that? <laughs> yeah, I oh, like um, I like that uh, it's all mobility, like you said, and not, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a full kit of hero abilities with an ultimate, like a lot of games have, which yeah. I like. It. I sure like those games. Um, but it's nice that this sets that apart, and that's that trailer does a good job of showing all of that. There are some guest characters in the game as well. So um, Doom Slayer from Doom. Uh, he's in that as a playable character. His passive is Silence Protagonist. Lol. So he doesn't make any, like he still makes footsteps, but he doesn't make any like quips or voice calls or barks as they're called in um, the voice acting industry. So you'll never hear anything from him except for like uh, pain grunts. that's his passive though that's his passive well because in a game like quake arena shooters like sound plays such an important role so each pickup in the game has its own unique sound so you can tell who's using what by like nearby by what they pick up or if they're recovering health like everything is so unique and so sound is really important because then you'll hear someone say one of their quips or whatever like they're using a move and they're like you won't catch me now or you know whatever you'll be like oh they're over there you don't get that from doom slayer so that's actually really important that's cool I love that he's just like the Michael Myers of the fucking game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then BJ Bla- Blaskowitz, I think, from Wolfenstein. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he is uh, in there as well. And his active is dual wielding. So he can dual wield pistols and whatnot. That's cool. Or whatever uh-huh. weapon he's he's carrying. So pretty cool. It's fun. Do you think yeah, Shaggy's going to end up in that game? <laughs> I Well, I don't know. If, if, they can, if they can wheel it, you know. Warner Brothers is really working hard on multiverses to try to get everyone they can in there so i mean i wouldn't be surprised if there'd be some kind of tie with shaggy because you know that whole ultra instinct shaggy thing is kind of taken over the internet and i wouldn't be surprised if somehow you know right find a way he'd be like the first properly flying character somehow <laughs> yeah free on free on uh, steam i'm not sure what other platforms it's on but i know for sure it's on steam if uh, y'all want to try it out. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, that trailer we just watched is from uh, 2016. Yeah, it's an older older game. Yeah, it's pretty old. It's like 2016, 2015, somewhere around there. Nice. But like I said, it just showed up on my, um, on my play, on my, you know, what we think you'd like. So, but I mean, I also had to play it for some other reasons too. And you'll find out about that tomorrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. It could be anything. 
<laughs> well, excellent. Uh, well, great. Then okay. that that will uh, wrap up the podcast portion of our show. Uh, let me get the prompter in front of me. <clears throat> Uh, 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 uh. all right uh this has been uh so this has been the uh podcast portion of the show we are going to follow this up with a whole bunch of of uh demos from steam's next fest if you want to find those uh for those of you listening to us live we appreciate you and stick around but anybody listening to this in the future uh you can find us on twitch and uh youtube at party invite show uh that you can find the vods i think they go up Carlos on Monday ish the the podcast itself yes the podcasts come up on Mondays uh, and then yeah follow us on uh, all that good stuff for uh, notifications when the video goes live of the full playthrough a couple weeks ago we watched Chris play Greedfall last week we played um, the art behind game the frame. behind the frame that was a good time uh, so this time we're going to play five different games. I'll actually name those for you real quick. Those are going to be uh, Cult of the Lamb, The Cub, Angerfoot, Melatonin, and Cursed Golf. We tried those out before the show to make sure that they uh, were going to work just fine. Can confirm they all seem pretty cool. So uh, go play some of those on Steam. And we'll be excited to play some of those here in a few minutes. But uh, if you'd like to find all of our content, all of our socials, everything that we've got, uh, go to our website, that is partyinvite.games. Uh, we also have uh, a blog. Vilos over here has been writing. If you want to find out uh, a whole bunch of indie games that are worth playing, I say all the time that Vilos uh, bats a thousand when he recommends games to me. So um, go go check out that indie list uh, because I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you, you're going to find at least one game that you either never heard of or it was absolutely not on your radar until now. So partyinvite.games, check out our website. Uh, again, thanks everybody for joining. We're going to wrap up and take a quick little break, uh, but be good to each other. And, uh, you know, I've been trying to come up with quips to say something at the end, you know, that's like, here's an example of how you can be good in the community. So be the person who says GG at the end of the game. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.